Hello everyone! The clip you're about to hear is from one of our exclusive Patreon episodes. Due to recent events, these episodes are no longer on theatrical releases, but rather older films. However, just like all of our other clips, it may contain major spoilers about the film, so you have officially been warned. And if you want to check out the full episode, head over to patreon.com horrorqueers and we'll pop right up. Without further ado, here's your exclusive Patreon clip. It was one of the interesting things that I found when I was researching reactions to this film. It's more of a split than I would have expected. Me but too. some of the people who came down hard on it felt like the film was leaning into nostalgia too much and it didn't have enough of a critical eye to what it was doing. You know, and that's mixed in with the, oh, the characters are a little too shallow. They make stupid decisions. There's not enough here to justify okay. the runtime, blah, blah, blah. And maybe we can go more into that when we're doing the plot or like, well, however we're going to do this episode. But sure. I've heard the complaints about how stupid these characters are so many times, and watching it last night, I was I don't just like, "Think they're that stupid?" I they... don't either. Th- there is a lot of Scott Speedman going, "I'm gonna be fine," and then walking outside. But I also think that a lot of that is because he's still fucking pissed at her, Liv Tyler. <laughs> Yeah, and what came through on this rewatch for me, I always felt like they were a sympathetic couple, and then rewatching it this time, he is so mad at her yeah. throughout. The uh, probably half of this film that yeah you're right he not only doesn't want to be around her even when the shit is hitting the fan but he kind of comes off like a bit of an asshole so he's macho and posturing and he's like oh well if there's people out there i'm just gonna get the job done and meanwhile i feel like all of my sympathy goes directly to Liv tyler's character see okay i i agree with you but i also totally understand where he's coming from like oh yeah i i don't think he's a bad character but i think the way that he's reacting doesn't make him as sympathetic 100 percent. also i mean kudos to Liv tyler's character because turning down a proposal is not an easy thing to do. It's kind of like some people just say yes because they feel like they should and then they get like trapped in a marriage. Mm-hmm. I do want to come down on him for proposing at a fucking wedding. Oh, it's so gauche. Like, <laughs> you're at somebody else's event. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, I mean, because I forgot that we actually got flashbacks. I, for some Me reason, remember that we just like, you know, get in and we're just, we know what happened. Yes. But yeah, like, everyone, just so you know, you do not propose to someone at <laughs> someone else's wedding. Yeah, this is etiquette 101. Don't do this. <laughs> what that does is it takes attention away from the couple that's actually getting married, and you will not be friends with them anymore. Mm-mm. Yeah, that'd be like showing up to somebody else's wedding if you were a woman wearing a white gown. It's worse than that. I will go as far as to say that. <laughs> Anyway, but but yeah. So I'm sorry. Before we like get like too much into the film, because I I I think that's a really good discussion. Um, but I, I do think you're right. I think the marketing campaign is what led to this film's success. Now, in terms of its legacy, I think it. I mean, I think it's mentioned quite a bit. But regarding the review, the the opinion split. You're right. The, this film split critics like down the middle. It was kind of insane. Roger Ebert gave it a one and a half out of four. And said that it was made, like, masterfully, but the script was so bad that he couldn't even, like, give it more than one and a half. Yeah, people really came down hard on the script, feeling like there wasn't enough here to justify the runtime, the characters were dumb, that it it's just not enough. And I kind of call bullshit because 
there's plenty of really powerful horror films that don't actually have a lot to them. So I've often wondered how much people conflate the plot of this film, which is light, to be clear, with characters who people feel like because it all takes place over one night we're not really getting to know too too much about these people and to me that's a very different kind of situation like a different kind of criticism if you want to say that these are shallow characters i think part of it is you need to concede well how much can we learn about these people over one night and i think that's why the wedding stuff becomes so important that's yes i agree with that and to me it's it's almost like a slice of life film where it's like, hey, we're watching this one night of these people, which, by the way, is a really shitty night for both of them. Mm-hmm. And they also just happen to get home invaded. So yeah. I don't need a bunch of unnecessary exposition telling me who these people are. I already know enough about them in not only the script, but also the performances. And granted, I think that Scott Speedman is also suffering from some John Gallagher Jr. like face blindness for me. <laughs> and like some residual hatred if you were a Felicity fan, because he was always just a bit of a dick on the show. And see, I never watched Felicity, but I know him from the Underworld, the first two Underworld movies. Right. Ooh, there's some extreme facial blindness because he is so forgettable. In He's so forgettable. <laughs> I mean, let's be clear. He's a slice of cake. He's very attractive. Nobody is taking that away from him. But in terms of screen presence, like, my eyes go to Liv Tyler at all times in this film. 